like in any aspect, the, the organization is doing pretty well. There's, there's, a, there's a point that any player needs to take full responsibility if you want uh, to be a better player, if you want to get better opportunities, if you, have, if you want to have a better contracts, if you want to become uh, a DP, if you want to get into national teams, if you want to go to Europe. It's just ambition, and, and that's, that's something that if you don't have it in there, you need to try to find it and seek it. And I'm, and I'm speaking by myself, too. Because uh, that's that's what I want to do. I'm, I'm giving my everything in this in this passion, in this profession, in this sport that I love so much. So we all need to do that. We all need to do that. It doesn't matter if I score goals, why I don't score goals. I'm not a hero. I'm not, and, and I'm not the guy who blames. The only thing is, I I would love people to understand that it's about the process, it's about the passion, it's about the giving the effort. Then the soccer is is very. Uh, I don't know how to say this in in, in English, but if you give your all. The, the, the football, soccer is going to give you back so many stuff. That's what my granddad and my, and my dad teach me since I was a kid. So that's something that you don't learn in books and in trainings. You need to, to have that passion, to have that desire. In the end, we are humans and in the end, it's, of course, it's competition, but it Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on Thursday, September 16th, the LA Galaxy Getting a disappointing 1-1 draw against the Houston Dynamo on Wednesday night. That was just last night as we are recording. We're going to talk about that game. You just heard from Chicharito. He sounds fired up. Maybe the rest of the team will get fired up as well. We'll talk a whole bunch about what he said, what Vanny said, uh, what all the guys sort of said after this. We'll have some audio from that to play as well. We have some fun games we're going to get around to. And, of course, we got to get you ready for Minnesota. LA Galaxy traveling to Minnesota. Never lost to Minnesota in the history of the franchise. Let's jinx it now and get it out of the way. Uh, LA Galaxy, Minnesota this Saturday. We're going to talk about that game, get you ready for that as well. To help me do it, he's back. It's the hammer himself, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. How's it going, buddy? It's going well. Glad to be back. Uh, you know, it's a draw, so it's always interesting to come back. A draw at home. Point on the road, maybe you come back a little more fired up, but a draw at home, a little bit of a different buzz coming into it. Not as amped up as maybe I would have liked to have been, but again... We're talking Galaxy Soccer on a Thursday night. Doesn't get much better than that. I mean, it is nice. I actually, uh, I'm catching uh, catching a flight over to Colorado tomorrow morning, early tomorrow morning, go hang out with my oldest. So that'll be fun um, doing that. But I'm also sort of like, it, like there's no more home games to watch in September. Like I, I realize yeah. that. And I think everybody realizes that. And having said all that and, and do it's, 
it's kind of scary. Ten games left for the LA Galaxy. They do not have a playoff position locked up. They're in a good spot. I'm not going to say they're yeah. not in a good spot. And even as they are winless now in five, uh, let's see, they haven't won in the last three games that they've played at home. Even as we say all those things, the Galaxy have treaded water very nicely in where they're at. <laughs> they haven't dropped too much. They've sort of they've come back to the pack ever so slightly. But the points aren't horrible. It's just yeah. It's disappointing. It's a missed opportunity. Greg Vanny said it, and and that's I think everybody has, sort of has to feel about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Greg Vanny, I think he heard the the fans saying we want three points, uh, and he I think he, there was a little miscommunication because he said, well, I got three points. Uh, it was you know a draw, a draw, and a draw, <laughs> yeah. and there, there's your three points. But uh, you know, so they went about it a, in a little bit of a different way. So um, you know, three points, not great. I. I, I I look. We look. We talked about it last week. When I looked at the September schedule, I wasn't as hopeful. Uh, but I also think back on, on August and I said my kind of prediction on how that was going to go. And I, you know, they they went two two and two, and they kind of split it. And the way they got those two wins weren't what I expected. But at the end of the day, getting those two wins worked out. So this, I think, the draw at home. Uh, against Houston maybe wasn't what a lot of people wanted obviously wasn't what a lot of people wanted but maybe with these these uh, this road trip that's coming up maybe they'll end up sneaking some points on the road so maybe they'll get those points eventually just not in the way that you know it was drawn up in the way it was supposed to go so we'll see how it goes but it is going to be a tough road uh, for the rest of September because there there's three road games uh, that are going to be happening here and, and a few of them are in quick succession so yeah we'll see how it goes good luck to the galaxy Chicharito he, he it's funny with that opening you know and there were some people already in the chat they're like it's like he's speaking directly to me right so, Chicha Dios I could hear his voice um, so he, he sounds more frustrated than inspired. I, I think some people could take that as inspiring, but you can tell like it's, it's under his skin. Like yes. he knows that they they could be doing better. And so I see why people get fired up because of that, but you, there's a frustration level that almost feels like a 2020 Chicharito, which, you know, I know we, we did, did we agree never to speak of that season again, but right. that, that, those are just some of the vibes that I'm, that I'm picking up. It, it's funny. Um, actually Chicha, Chicha put me on blast. Uh, I had the first question to him, uh, and he, he came after me pretty hard. I'll play it for you. It's, it's, it's funny. He's, he doesn't, and I understand what he's saying and he's absolutely <laughs> correct about it, but we'll, we'll cover that as well. Let's get to, uh, just a couple notes, uh, some things that we're going to be, uh, we're going to be doing on here. First of all, uh, uh, shout out to Carter. Um, Carter actually, uh, reached out to me. Uh, he's a listener of the show. His dad is a listener of the show. So big shout out to Scott as well. Uh, Carter is at uh, college in Chapman or at Chapman, uh, in college. That's where my my high school girlfriend ended up going to, by the way. So uh, I don't like that school at all. So just just one. I didn't tell you that like, Carter, but I just wanted to uh, tell you that mm -mm. there's there's a COG after dark explanation there, coming there, there, down you, the road. You don't yeah. you don't want to get into that one. Um, so anyway, so uh, Carter interviewed me for a class that he's taking. Uh, it was tons of fun. I enjoyed it. And he says that his dad, even though, you know, Carter's at school and so he's away from his dad and, and doesn't get to hang out with him as much, his dad will send him episodes of our podcast and be like, no, no, listen to this one. So Scott, we appreciate you much more than we appreciate Carter. Absolutely. You're, you're keeping him <laughs> listening. All right. You're driving our listenership uh, perfectly. No, but a, a big shout out to Carter and Scott. Thanks guys. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, they were, they started to be season ticket holders. I always hate, I always feel bad for people. They, they started season ticket holders in 2014. So they got the cup and then yeah, they've nice. been, then they, then it just nosedived. Well, I mean, 2015 was okay. I guess 2016 was okay, but yeah. And I will say if, if they started in 2014, then that, I mean, 
the, the paid for itself. I mean, it worked out. It's you better than starting in 2017. Is exactly. That what you're okay. or, 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 you know, the people who joined uh, after the Zlatan years and like, wait, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, started the year of a pandemic. That might be a, a bad year to start those season tickets. But shout out to you, Scott. Shout out to Carter. We appreciate whenever uh, anyone shares the show. And again, the story of a father and son bonding over the galaxy, that's something that's very near and dear to my heart. So whenever I hear it happens uh, to others as well, it just it, it warms my heart. So, you know, shout out to you, Carter and Scott. Car- Carter didn't say that his dad was saying like, hey, Carter, listen to these morons talk about the galaxy. <laughs> we could do this. Let's start our own podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's a good idea, too. So uh, we have that. We are also um, we have two games we're going to play today. Two games. Um, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, through 13 seasons of doing this, that sometimes like the same old formula does get a little formulaic. So let's change it up and have some fun. Uh, So uh, we're going to play two games. We're going to play our Wikipedia guessing game that we played and sort of introed to you uh, last time. So that'll come up here a little bit later. And so get your guesses ready in the chat room. Um, And then also, I want to say that um, if you're listening on the podcast, go ahead and send us an email with any of your guesses whenever we we do this. Um, And uh, because the next one one will involve your participation, but send in an email and I'll try to send out some stickers and stuff like that. So we'll start to keep that going. We are working on getting our phone line back up as well. So eventually we're going to be taking your calls here. Uh, I just don't know if I can trust any of you uh, to, to not swear on my <laughs> show. So I'm still, I'm still going back and forth on that. I don't have a dump button and I, I enjoy putting these on YouTube. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I trust you enough. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So say, we we got to monetize, get those, those quarters rolling in each month. So 25 we, can't, cents. we can't risk we can't we can't risk live mic uh, and things going wrong. So, but, but we would we would love to hear from you. I, I do enjoy digging. Calls. I know, I know, and and we have the voicemail line that's still out there too that we haven't used. And like, there's some there's some ways to do this that that isn't won't kill me whenever it comes to editing. So we're gonna do that. But we're gonna play a secret word game. All right, this is one that um, actually uh, Mike Araujo sort of kicked off and and shouted and said, were you guys like, uh, and he was talking about our Monday show when Kevin Baxter and I said pupusas approximately 7 million times. <laughs> um, and it was not it was not anything. He's like, were you guys like trying to see how many times you could say pupusas in a single show? And I said, you know, that would be kind of fun. Like maybe we could have a secret word like between that. And I was trying to figure out how to do it. So very easily here, we will we will play the secret word game. Now, here's the deal. Eric and I know what the secret word is. You do not know what the secret word is. And so what we're going to do is Eric and I will use the secret word throughout the show. And it's your job to try and guess what our secret word is. All right. So yeah. that's that's I, I think I mean, does that sound well, like a, for the yeah, for those of you of a certain age who are familiar with Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh, the, the secret word game, you know, should ring a bell. You know, there's a secret word and whenever someone catches it and notices what that secret word is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit the siren. We'll, we'll make a lot of noise. We'll make a big to do about it, but we are going to try to hit, hit a specific word. We're going to try not to make it obvious, but you should notice an uptake on, uh, on a, on a specific word. So we'll see how it goes. You know, like you said, uh, sometimes, you know, you get the same old formula, nice to spice things up and try to, and try to get things going. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how this goes. Feel the berm already has a joke in. Uh, the secret word is short corner. Not the secret word, unfortunately, but a very <laughs> good one. We should. We should talk about. Although um, in this game, there were some long corners. Um, I don't know if anybody expected that, but there were some there were some long. There yeah. were some there were lo- what do we call those normal corners? I don't know. And whenever I was asking Greg, I'm like, regular corners, I'm like yeah. normal corners, Greg. I don't 
don't know what they're called. Regular corners, the the one, the long ones, not the short ones. I don't, I don't know. It's there's, <laughs> the there's corners also, as they're expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin, by the way, says secret word is graphs already. Uh, not there. So, um, so anyway, we will uh, we will continue on and go with the show. I just wanted to let you guys know that that stuff is coming. We'll play the Wikipedia guessing game after we talk about the LA Galaxy versus the Houston Dynamo. Uh, Eduardo gave us a five dollar secret chat or super chat, and he says the secret word is guess, and your guess is incorrect. So thank you for playing along. Nice try. I would say I would. You guys might want to actually just like you know let us get into this a little bit before. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump the gun. Guessing. Guessing before we we go, it, it might not turn out well. So yeah, and if we have to pause every uh, two seconds, that that might not be a. It's not going to be great great audio either. <laughs> traditional corners, by the way, is is I, like I that. feel the burn. Do we traditional? I don't know. That feels that feels a little like you know biased mm-hmm. towards the short corners or way. I don't know. It feels like you're you're oh well, this is untraditional. Yeah, I don't mm-mm. I don't like the it's negative wild. connotation on that. All right, mm-hmm. LA Galaxy, uh, Houston Dynamo. This is a game. The Galaxy clearly wanted three points. Greg Vanny wanted three points. The team wanted three points, although it would be very unclear if you were looking at that and say, you know, sort of how they played in that first half. I think everybody expected that there would be three points from this game. uh, Dallas, I was going to say all those all the all those teams are (laughs) just together. Yeah, the Houston. I mean, I'm going to say this. Let's let's start with some of the like the the disclaimers at the beginning. Right. Um, and the disclaimers at the beginning that I have to put out are that this Houston team played much better than they have been playing. They played well against Austin as well. This is a progression for them. And guess what? Sometimes sucky teams stop sucking, Eric. And Houston played well. Greg Vanny acknowledged that. They did. And the Galaxy gifted them a one-goal lead in the first half to allow them to sit back and be compact and not have to be adventurous about a whole bunch of things. So there's things we can look at. Now, you know, you could say last place team. This almost last place team in the Western Conference. You should beat them. And I agree 100%. But let's not pretend like Houston is a bad team. And we talk so much that there's like these little these little percentage points that really are the good teams and the bad teams. And on any single given day, you can, you can see that from here. And for me, Houston was, um, was, was I think solid, solid defensively good on their blocks, uh, really forced the LA galaxy. They had more, they had a higher uh, expected goals. Um, so there was so many things that you could look at and say, yes, Houston played well. Having said all of those things, uh, the Galaxy screwed this game up. They should have won. They should have come out with <laughs> yeah. a little more fire in their belly and however you want to say it. It wasn't heart. They wanted to win, but certainly, I don't know, unease, tentativeness. What did you see, Eric, just from the overall game? Uh, I, I saw a, a lot of what you're explaining. So that, that first half, it seems like they, they, it's almost like they overlooked it. Like, like you know, they looked at it and said, you know, this Houston team is is not coming in hot and this is our, our chance to easily kind of, you know, get that expected win, but it's not what ended up happening. And so I, I like what you're saying about how, you know, Houston what didn't play horrible and you look at the players, I think Fafa P. called is someone who is a good player, Darwin Quintero. These are all players who are talented players. So I think with the parity in MLS, you're right, on any given night, you know, sometimes weeknights are weird, Wednesdays are weird, weird stuff happens. So on any given night, yes, uh, you know, a bottom feeder team can cause a surprise. But to to everyone's point, if they're gonna stay in that that home playoff race, you need to beat the teams that are below you. If you're going to draw uh, against Colorado, that's fine. Colorado's on a hot streak, uh, you know, going, playing Seattle, playing Sporting Kansas City. Those are kind of the class of the Western Conference. So if you're going to drop points against against them, fine. But when you're playing bottom dwellers, you need to kind of take care of business. And that's your opportunity to get those points. That's, that's where you make your money. So 
So it was a missed opportunity. And where it gets a little bit confusing, and it's kind of counterintuitive, is you're right. Because Houston got the first goal, the Galaxy went down early, then the possession swung in the Galaxy's favor in a huge way. And that's not to say that the Galaxy, because when you look at other games, the Galaxy don't normally control tons of possession. That's not really kind of how they, they've won a lot of their game. When they've been successful, it's not through holding possession. So it kind of went to prove in this game that when they held a lot of possession, they still struggled. They couldn't capitalize on their chances. The good news is they created lots of chances, but Houston was kind of sitting back and letting them attack um, and kind of just forcing the issue where the Galaxy needed to create. And unfortunately, they just couldn't... They, I, I'm not going to say they couldn't create because they created. They couldn't finish. Oh, yeah. And I think as, as disappointing as this game was, I don't think you can look at it and say, oh, this is their worst game of the season. They lost to a last-place team. The, you know, this this is a lower-level team, but they played well on the night, so give Houston a little bit of credit. But at the same time, the, the Galaxy didn't finish. The chances were there. So obviously for chances to be there, they had to play well to a certain degree. So I think they played they played well in moments and they had spurts where they were dominating and you just felt like the, the second goal was going to come uh, in those last 10 minutes. I mean, if, if, if a goal happened in the last 10 minutes, I would not have been shocked. Uh, you know, but so, so you can't say that they played badly. You know, they, we, we could have expected them to play better, but I, I don't think you could say they played badly. They, they probably should have done just a little bit better. There, there were some individual performances, certainly in that first half. Let's get you the lineup. Uh, Chicharito started up top. You had Grant Sierra on the left. Uh, Efrain Alvarez out on the right-hand side. Victor Vasquez and Jonathan Dos Santos in the center, backed up by uh, Rovellison. Uh, and then you had Hamelin and out left. Steras and Koulibaly in the center of defense. Araujo on the right-hand side. Uh, Jonathan Klinsman in. So you had Dan Steras. Sarah's, who is technically in for the injured um, Derek Williams, Williams with a groin injury. And then Jonathan Klinsman got the start because of a low grade quad strain to Jonathan Bond. Uh, on the whole, Klinsman did just fine. Um, had actually some good plays, some some little things there. Was not tested a whole bunch, actually, but some of the chances that Houston certainly should have scored on, uh, they didn't, uh, and they didn't yes. capitalize. And you could say that it could have been two or three nothing to Houston, um, and even though the expected goals sort of put that in the one and a half range, and we'll certainly go over it, um, you could you could see that Houston was right on the edge. And again, it, this is something we've seen from the Galaxy, though, Eric, which is which is give up a goal and then have to press, but also leave yourself open on counters because you're having to yeah. cheat forward because you're trying to press for that. Um, the individual performances on this night that I thought were rather poor, especially in the first half. Um, I don't think you can look at that midfield and tell me that any one of those uh, four, there's five players in the midfield technically with Grant Sear out on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, th- say that he played just fine and he was at least the one who I think was up to yeah. tempo. <laughs> yeah, right? I was going to say, I, I I know where you were going and saying, you know, who could you point out from that midfield? And I think you nailed it. Grant Sir was the one who you can point out from the midfield who had, who, who played decent enough. You know, I think he, he, he gave you the elements of the game that you want to see. You know, he had the speed, he was, he was crashing, he was creating, you know, havoc there. I, th- I think he did his job on the night, but you know, when you look at some of the other individual players, I know we were talking about, um, you know, the team in general, but I want to think you talk about individual performances, Efrain Alvarez didn't have it. Uh, you know, Marvin mentioned in the chat and the, the, they couldn't connect simple short passes. And that, that was kind of the story of the night. The same with Jonathan Dos Santos. They just, 
they weren't connecting those simple passes. Um, you know, they, they were a little bit sloppy on the night. I, I mentioned that they need to tighten it up. Uh, a tweet that I sent out was they looked like a, a Rubik's cube where you see the stickers there, you see all the colors, you know it's how it's supposed to go, but you just keep turning it and it just never and never lined up. Uh, and so that's what that's what they looked like to me. They just looked disjointed. It did, they didn't look like they were in rhythm at all. And so I know we'll talk about what's the best starting eleven. And I think Greg may be, uh, you know, tinkering and figuring out which pairings work together and the pairing that was starting yesterday did not work. It's not a pairing that I think I want to see out there. Uh, you know, if, if the galaxy are going to walk away with three points. Yeah, yeah. The bottom line for me was I, I thought Alvarez had one of his worst games that I've seen him play maybe this year. And maybe it's because the expectations for what he's able to do have been raised so much. So I'll keep that in mind. Um, but the simple passes, the the little touch passes where he was just trying to get it around a player. He must have failed four or five or six times, especially early in that half. And not only is that a problem. And listen, Vasquez had some problems with that as well. Jonathan Dos Santos had some problems with that. But the problem is when those guys give up the ball in the position that they're at in the middle of the field or whenever you're snuffing out an attack where um, how many times did Araujo overlap around Efrain Alvarez yeah. and Alvarez doesn't find him. Now Araujo's press forward and you. you now Alvarez has to end up playing defense, which we know he's it's not his strong suit. So things cascade downward very quickly and you put the galaxy on counterattacks. And what the passes looked like to me from from Efrain and from from Vasquez and, and Dos Santos on the night, they looked like they were they were going for like the highlight, you know, kind of a cute pass. And it's like, keep it simple, you know, put it in space, put it to the outside, put it on someone's feet. Don't try to, you know, dink it over a cleat, you know, or try to go through a defender's legs. You know, there's there's a the kiss strategy. Keep it simple. So I, I think that that's that was the issue. And you're exactly right with Julian. You know, if you're trying to give him, you know, this little one touch one time pass and make it look flashy, it's not going to do you any good when Julian's making the run and now he has to track back and it, and it leaves behind. So, um, so yeah, I, I agree. Just, they were not, not sharp on the night, not, not the best performance from that midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the inquisitor in the chat room says it, it, that the galaxy look like, uh, they're not being well coached says that Vanny says the same thing after every game, but there's no discernible improvement. Listen, I understand that you want to go after the coach in this. There's zero issues that I have with this starting lineup, by the way. I don't have any issues. If you look at this and before the game, I was like, that's perfectly reasonable. I have no problems with it. I understand Legette needing a, needing a bit of a blow and a rest whenever he's coming back. I understand, you know, Cabral being on the bench for the first time, really. Um, and Grand Sur has started there. So I understand inverting that and giving Cabral a little bit. All of these things to me make sense. And I had no issues with it. And it's not like they put anybody in a position where they were in out playing out of position. I mean, you could argue that Alvarez is not a winger. That has been a thing, but we know that he has been played at that wing and we've seen him have success and at that wing. He's had good halves as a starter playing on that wing. And I think to everyone's point, Oh, they're, you know, this is a, a lower, lower on the West team. You know, I, I keep wanting to say in the last place, but they weren't in last sec place. Second to last, uh, yeah. yeah. Second to last place team. So if you're going to rotate at home, this is who you rotate against. You know, you're not going to put your A plus plus lineup against a team on midweek when you have to go away um, on the weekend. You know, this is where you throw in, you know, Alvarez and you give Legette a rest, you give Cabral a rest because you know on paper you're supposed to be able to handle this team with a little bit of a, a, a depleted lineup. So you know, had they had they played well, that would have worked out. But I think what happens sometimes Efren can have a bad game. 
Dos Santos can have a bad game. Vasquez can be off. He's usually been on this season. That's probably one of the first times that he had like a just a, a rough game in general. But when the combination of all three of them are not clicking, or all three of them are off, you, then you can't make up for it, and that that's where you end up losing. If one player's off, you can work around it and and maybe overcome that adversity. But when you have three, four players, five players who are off on the night, it's it's not going to work out for you. So to, all, when you consider that. A point's actually great because Houston <laughs> had chances and someone said a goal either way could, wouldn't have been surprising either. So had they lost that, I, I made the joke in the text chat and I, like you, you jinxed it, you know, never lost against Minnesota. I always make the joke whenever we play our old players and I saw Ari Lasseter, the goal puppy, subbed on. I was like, great, that's has 90 plus two Ari Lasseter. I, that just, I, I see that happening. So thankfully, I, I say it out loud just to do the reverse jinx so it doesn't happen. But, you know, thankfully, all things considered, a lot of players having a bad night, still walking away with a point. Uh, we'll take it. Here I am celebrating a draw at home to the second to last place team. Talking, here's your COG spin spin zone. Not a, not tearing apart the team when they should have won. No, I mean, I, listen. I there's no excuse. And and again, I look at this and I, and I say that you know the one person who I expected to not play very well didn't play very well, and that's Jonathan Dos Santos. He just has not been uh, good this year. Uh, you know, we talk about him playing himself out of a contract, which certainly seems like it probably already happened. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we yeah. know that the Galaxy were supposed to talk to. Jonathan Jonathan Dos Santos this month. This month is now halfway over. There's probably a pretty good chance that they already talked to him this month about what his future is. Yeah. Uh, and even if they haven't, he can't be sitting there going, oh yeah, I definitely earned a contract for the Galaxy yeah. this year. I mean, he has to know that about it. He has to feel that. He has to know where it is. But, um, you know, he was fired up in this game. He tried his slide tackling. That's usually whenever you know he's feeling it, but there's nothing there. And we're going to show you numbers that show that there's been nothing there for most of this year from Jonathan Dos Santos. If he's supposed to be a defensive midfielder and he has, uh, you know, a Ryan right behind him, and that means he can be more box to box. He should be getting more involved in the offense. And quite honestly, the Galaxy did have chances in this game. One of them was Jonathan Dos Santos in uh, missing a ball that rolled out to the top of the box that is like on a platter for anybody to hit yeah. and he he missed the post by four yards um maybe not four yeah. four feet it was definitely four feet yeah. a yard and some change and he was inside the box and that's something we've seen him scored against LA, lafc that way he scored against minnesota united that way we've seen him do that and so to have him off target uh you know it wasn't great and so you're right about it hanging over his head you know you know he wasn't doing what he was expected to do uh and then just makes you think like okay what he knows over his head he's not might not be coming back. So I mentioned this that this we're heading into like 2016 Stevie G uh, Robbie Keane territory where you're going to end up in a playoff situation and you're going to have a designated player on the bench. That's kind of how rough it's been for Jonathan Dos Santos. It seems like when we talk about best 11s, like he's on his way out of a best 11, uh, not, not just not getting a contract back, but he he's doesn't look like he is deserving of playing time when he's out on the field. Yeah. By the way, uh, Daniel, and I, I appreciate this, Daniel, Daniel, thank you for the $5 uh, super chat. He's guessing as have many people in the chat room guessed that our secret word is twiddle, twiddly dinks. Is that how you twiddly? Dinks? <laughs> I think it's, it's supposed to be twiddly, twiddly dinks. Twiddly dinks. Twiddly dinks. Yes, twiddly dinks. Don't worry, that's not that it. It doesn't look right. It's, I don't think that's right. No, no. But that's, that's what they're typing, but not yeah, it. No, not it. Not the word. That would have been fun, though. We should try to, We should do one that's, that's too obvious. I know. Though. That's like, why every. We I don't, don't, we don't say that a lot. Yeah. I, I, just, I just think what's expected of us is just. It's, yeah. it, they like expect twiddly 
dinks or yeah. totally winks or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, no, not it. Um, yeah, it's not going to be what you expected. Don't worry. B- by the way, I want to get to Beto though, because Beto thinks that um, that ever that we're protecting Sebastian Legette in this game. That for some reason Beto watched this game and said Sebastian Legette is a ho- is. Let's see, we need to we need to start uh, we need to start Saldana and and Revelison. Look at the numbers and stop defending uh, Sebastian Legette and Jonah. And al- also says you know stop defending Deboy, the social media diva. If you watched that game, Beto, and said that Sebastian Legette didn't come in and have a supreme effect on the game, then you were watching a different game than me. Um, quite honestly, Sebastian Legette should have had the winning assist in this game. Uh, Chicharito missed the best chance the LA Galaxy had all night, and that includes his goal. His goal had a less percentage chance of going in than the one that he missed in the 88th minute whenever Sebastian Legette peeled off and put a right-footed cross back right to Chicha's head, uh, and he missed it. He hit it over the head, um, or he hit it over the bar with his head. So... Um, no, it's it's I can't I can't sit there and we're going to yeah, show you. By I, the way, we're going to show you numbers that says that Sebastian yeah. Legette should be on the field for this as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll co-sign. He, he seemed when you talk about the midfield not being in sync with Efrain, Dos Santos and, and Vasquez not clicking. I think a player that was missing was Legette. So I know there's a lot of Legette gets a lot of flack for that very reason. It sounds like he's saying because he's the pretty boy. He's the social media guy. I think that he's just disliked along, amongst a lot of circles and U.S. men's national teams on a lot of circles. But he delivers on the men's national team level, and I think he's 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 a serviceable LA Galaxy player. He did his job when he came in off the bench. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, and he's exactly what was missing. Uh, Larry Morgan yep. also in on this uh, guessing tiddlywinks. Oh, I didn't get the Larry text. You didn't get the Larry text. Tiddlywinks <laughs> for for there. No, not tiddlywinks. Uh, not, not it. So, uh, so that's it. No, I had zero problems with Sebastian Legit. Um, I thought that he was very active in this game. I thought that he was dangerous. He came in with energy. He provided what he was supposed to provide. Um, I'll tell you who I thought was really interesting in exploiting space in this game was Nico Hamalainen on the left-hand mm-hmm. side. How many times did you see him breaking runs inside and not down the line? I mean, he was living on the interior of the Houston Dynamo's sort of left flank there for most of the game. Um, which is a really interesting spot to put an outside back, right? Julian Araujo will usually have, you know, chalk on his boots from hitting the line on the outside. And Nico Hamelainen usually goes that route as well. But Houston was like, no, go ahead and cut inside. So he was exploiting space whenever Vasquez would move more into the middle and shift in the middle. There was space that was opening up and Nico Hamelainen would come in there. Now, I would like to see a little bit better finish. He had a shot um, from one yeah. of those positions at one point. I would like but he's to a st- defender. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, it's it's one of those things that you you can look at and and see what uh, Nico Hamelainen can do from that position. I like that. I would like to see Julian Araujo find that space sometimes. But you need somebody like Alvarez if he's going to be there to slide in. By the way, uh, Will guess five dollars super chat bang bang cowboy. Not it. Um, <laughs> how do you, how do you figure out my nickname? since I've been out here. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> that's that's exactly. So they call me. Where's where's your cowboy hat? Um, yeah, it's here. I got it. I got it. I got it set up, but going back to Hamelainen, I think, um, I like what he's brought and especially with, with Vanny kind of hinting at a three, three, five, uh, I'm going to mess it all up. Three, three, five, two or three, 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 five, five, two, one, three. Yeah. Yeah, Three. uh Yeah. uh That's correct. Eight, whatever. Nine, 10. You need 10. Just remember. Add it up. Yeah. uh (laughs) But, um, but 
with that hint, I think Hamalainen brings a little more of that attacking piece than Villafania brings, and I so so I, I like what he's what he's brought. But when you talk about players coming off the, off the, the bench, bench, I'll let you yes. jump in, jump yeah, in. That, that's jump in. that's it. I mean, for me, he's the perfect guy to come in off the bench, right? Is Hamalainen, and and it's because he has the speed. It's because he can press and he can move people. Um, it, it that's why I like. I, I think maybe Hamalainen comes in now. Okay, get through this this thing. Uh, by the way, I need to go over this. This is important for me. It's important for my sanity, and it's important, I think, for everybody's. There were several referee mistakes in this game, several. Uh, Kevin Stott ended up handing out five yellow cards to Houston, but he probably could have handed out maybe two or three more. Um, one of the, the there was one really big one that they missed, and that was the foul on Chicharito. Chicharito was absolutely fouled at halftime. Right outside the box. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was guy, a late. It was a late challenge. It was yeah. a late challenge. He got the ball. Late challenge. Full studs right into his calf. That is, there's. I mean, borderline red. You're not going to because he got the ball and he was just yeah. he was falling through. But it's super dangerous. That's a foul. Um, and VAR can't look at it because you know it's not there. But that's a serious foul. That's at least a yellow card. Um, and that's something that you can look at and say, okay. Um, you know, that's that that should have been called half. Yeah. That, and, and, you know, everybody was saying, well, can they go back and look at it and correct it during the I'm like, no, they can't. It's done. The half is over. They walked away. The the play is done. So that was one that got missed. And Chicharito got fouled hard several times in this game. And I don't think Stott Stott. Yes, Stott issued five yellow cards. He didn't do enough to protect some of these players. Cabral got fouled a couple of times, that type of thing. So yeah, that, that was that, that was one of the big one of the big ones. Go ahead. The Cabral foul to me was a more egregious one. Um, I think we've talked about Cabral, and when we talk about players coming off the bench, he's one of the, another one of the players in addition to Legit who looked great off the bench yesterday. So I think some of that pressure when he's not starting and the expectation isn't there, uh, you know, then he can come in and really create a lot of chaos, and that's what he did. And I thought he did a great job of that. So I thought he had a good game yesterday, but. We've also been on Cabral because, you know, he probably needs to bulk up a little bit. He isn't as physical, so that makes it a little trickier. You know, he kind of gets bossed by some of these defenders. So that play in the box towards the end when he just got completely bodied, no play on the ball whatsoever, and he essentially got, you know, for a forearm shiver or, a, he got, you know, he, like a, he, got, he got hit sticked. He got yeah, like, in, like in Madden. Yeah, shoulder. Yeah, he got shouldered between that, the a, the breastplate inside the box. It's it's a penalty kick. It's, it's a clear and obvious penalty in, inside the box. And so if you want to argue shoulder to shoulder, 50, 50 ball, he's not, he's not physical enough and he, that's on him. This one was not on him. I don't, I don't, you know, if he was a little bit bigger, maybe he wouldn't have gone flying as much, but that was, it still makes it a foul. And, uh, you know, if a player who's maybe a little bit larger in size falls down because of that bump, I think maybe you see a penalty, but because Cabral is, is a little, you know, a, a little lighter and went flying a little easier, easier, it maybe just looked like a shoulder to shoulder 50, 50 ball. And that's why it wasn't called. But when you watch the replay, no play on the ball, just completely it's late. You know, taken out. It, it was, it, it, that was more egregious to me than the Chicharito one. The only thing you can argue in that play and VAR should have looked at this and should have agreed that this was, this was something that they missed. Right. Um, and, and quite honestly, I expected it to be called. Um, is that is that Cabral was out of control. If Cabral is out of control and he runs into the guy, then you got to say, okay, he wasn't. But he wasn't. He was in control. Yeah. He had the ball. He was going to go around somebody, and he got taken out. So um, that's something I wanted to make sure I got there. Uh, then you had the linesman who missed two plays in a row on the near side. Uh, she missed a throw-in that went off two Houston players before it went out of bounds, and it was right yeah. on top of her, so it was difficult. But they all stood there and just decided not to do anything. That was late in the game. Yeah. It turned it around. And then the offside on Sebastian Legette 
was not an offside on he, t- yeah. he takes the corner the ball goes in the ball comes back out right it goes off a houston player and then ricochets off of a galaxy player and then finds yeah legit that was that's surprising. not it it's not like he was he wasn't hanging out on the corner and so that's something that the thrills usually when the players kind of drift into space that happens but i, I agree the, the araha was pretty upset about that that throw in not going his way the offside call especially in the game that that has an impact on the game but i also want to highlight what e super is saying in the chat he says it's not about the ref we sucked and at the end of the day that is that's correct, correct. yeah and it's, and we it, talked about that before we even have, started yeah the ref should not have had an impact on this game uh you know the, the galaxy should have had their chances with their referee mistakes, they still had chances to put it away, and they didn't. So it is on the Galaxy, but it is 100%. fair to point out, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. Sometimes you need that, you know, we didn't get those chances that we expected, but, you know, the soccer gods smiled on us because we got that penalty uh, because we deserve to win at the end of the day anyway. So, uh, you know, sometimes you need those calls to go your way, but I agree. The chances were there without them, so you can't blame the refs on this one. Where there are some games where you could say, man... Uh, the refs really let us have it, you know, and, and gave it to us. But this was not the case on this game. Second half, everybody got what they wanted, right? I mean, this is the thing that everybody's been clamoring for. When 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 is uh, when is Jovalich and and Chicharito? When are they going to play up together? They did. Jovalich gets the assist. Um, he puts the ball into the a beautiful a beautiful cross, a beautiful yeah, looping cross. I usually hate looping crosses because I don't think they have enough power <laughs> on them to do anything. And then for the love of everything that is holy. Chicharito should have never in his wildest dreams thought about heading that ball. That was one that was like, <laughs> that's going to put you in the grave. Um, and that is absolutely one where you sit there and say, this is how you get hurt in soccer games. And boy, did he ever put his head into it and, and ended up scoring unbelievable goal. Whenever you think about it, by the way, um, the expected goals on that was very low. It was like an eight, per, like a six or yeah. seven or 8%. It Which, was like, it shouldn't have gone in. Right. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna talk about some his chances he had later that were easier than that chance. So that one, you know, how he got up in the air and kind of, you know, he went head to head when we talked about Cabral being easily bumped off the ball. Right. You know, Chicharito basically bodied that defender. You know, I like that the LA Galaxy admin the account posted he dunked on him, and that's what it was. It was essentially, you know, going straight to the rim and dunking on a player. That's that's the exact corollary to what he did. And another thing that I liked about it is you can tell Jovalich is excited to play with Chicharito because he was like, do the celebration. He was like giving him the yep. the Griezmann the hotline bling. He, yep. So you can tell that he's like pumped up to play alongside Chicharito. So if you take that little kernel from it, it was exciting to see them on the field together. I think there, there's a bright future with those two. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's always, uh, it, it was fun. So I like that. Greg Vanny talked about it, said, yeah, he sees something there. Uh, Chicharito talked about it as well and says, yeah, I mean, he says, Jovalich has all the tools. He wants to be good. He wants to make a difference. The whole deal. I'm going to argue that you can't start this formation and you certainly can't start this formation on the road. But it is a formation that looks and Greg Vandy said, listen, we haven't had a whole bunch of times uh, to do this. We haven't had a whole bunch of training to go about it. He goes, you don't want to go out there on the field and try to work it out during a game. He goes, but, you know, what are we going to do? We don't have any training time to do this. So he's like, you know, yes, you could see it. The whole thing. I just don't think if you want to be married to that formation, you're not going to be married to that formation right now. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's not like they're out there playing twiddly dinks with each other. You know, the, now, you, now you're just trolling the, the chat room because <laughs> we already told you that that's uh, that that's not the word. So um, anyway, uh, it's 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 a ton of fun. 
um, sort of looking at that and and seeing it. Now, I will also say this. If you are sitting there and arguing that Chicharito had the best game ever, he also missed the Galaxy's best chance. We talked about it. The Sebastian Legette cross in the 88th minute. That's a goal. That should be a goal almost every time. He had space. He got to the ball. Somebody said that he was off balance. I watched it again. He's not off balance. He had everything he got there. The timing. He got the timing wrong. It, yeah. It, he, he, he mistimed his jump, but the, the space was there. You know, the ball was perfect, that, that, but, but he mistimed the jump. When he, he should do better, especially when his goal, you know, he maybe had no business getting to that, and he timed the jump perfectly and hit the go-go gadget, you know, cleats and, and got up there. But for that second one, he didn't need to do much, and he just flubbed his line when it mattered. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's... Uh... It was it was one of those, but the, we saw that against Colorado as well, right? We saw him miss one yeah. inside the box against Colorado. He put over the bar. So I mean, again, a little bit of twenty twenty Chicharitos creeping in yeah. to twenty twenty one Chicharito. But at the same time, this is a guy who has some very good numbers. Who you need on the field if you're going to win. Chicharito is going to be one of the reasons that you're going to win this stuff, uh, these games. And you you have to. Um, I mean, he's expected to 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 score goals. He has 11 on the year so far. You have to do it. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things. Keep feeding him. Even if he keeps missing. I mean, Cabral is yeah. kind of the same way. Keep feeding him well, even if he's missing, but you gotta, you gotta feed Chicha. Yeah. And you need to get him back in form. And that was one thing that I was a little bit disheartened after the Colorado game, because I did, it did look like a, a 2020 Chicharito where, you know, the, the, the fitness level wasn't there. He didn't look like beginning of the season, Chicharito, who was just, you know, you know, looking thin and ready to roll and just, you know, firing goals in. It looked like he lost some of that mojo, some of that magic. And so that Colorado game, I said, man, are, are we going to revert back to 2020 Chicharito? And you saw a little bit of that again, where he's making the right runs. He was playing CDM at some point because he was tracking back. And that's what he was doing last season. He was kind of overcompensating because he couldn't get that goal. So he was trying to do too much instead of just doing what he was expected to do. And so so that, that's where I, I was a little bit worried. So I'm glad he got the goal because that is going to help him get that mojo back that he had at the beginning of the season because you don't want him to fall off a cliff. You want him to continue to get those goals. And, and you're right. you you got to keep feeding him. And you're going to have other players like Legette, like Jovalich now, like Cabral, who we're going to talk about his expected goals and expected assists. And we'll, we'll talk about wh how they can contribute. But you still have to go through Chicharito and then just hope those opportunities pop up. Uh, the passing chart for the LA Galaxy, again, um, it gets, you can't really take these to heart anymore, especially because they don't sort of track into the second half where there's it, they, it, the Galaxy play a 4-4-2 um, uh, with, with Chicharito. But you do get, you know, Chicharito advanced. You get Grant Sierra advanced. You get Efrain Alvarez, who certainly pulled out wide and not as advanced as maybe you've seen him. Uh, you have uh, Victor Vasquez, who was tucked inside a little bit. Um, Hamelinen's average position there, I would have thought it would be a lot more inside and a lot more forward, but he is forward. Araujo was far forward. I mean, you can see what they do to the defense and you can see where uh, Ravellison and Jonathan Dos Santos, how they're sort of trying to hold that center. But with Jonathan Dos Santos, you can't, um, you, you can't, you can't do it. You can't, that's not going to work for you. Jonathan Dos Santos is not going to be that guy. He can't be that guy. And I would argue that he might not even be in your starting 11 anymore your best starting 11 i know you sort of made that argument as well so um yeah. listen it's disappointing uh, there's no point about there's no way to say it um so uh larry morgan's still guessing by the way he says his his <laughs> guess is uh egregious did we say i got egregious did yeah, you say egregious okay no I, I don't remember saying it but uh 
or maybe I did. I did say it on yeah. the yeah. the penalty egregious. call. Yeah, uh, it was egregious. I only said it once. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to f- figure out which words keep popping I, I, up. Here. I can tell you already that we have said this word many, many times already and on this. Someone show. in the chat was was, was, was thinking. They about were onto us. They were thinking yeah, about. They were, it. Yeah, they were thinking about. Yeah. It. We'll see. Um, but anyway, so so that's sort of where we sit. Um, do you want to get to? Uh, just let me get to Greg Vanny, um, and just what he said. Uh, and I got to do a couple things here, but um, just yeah. what he said in terms of, hey, you know, it was a missed opportunity, the whole deal. So uh, here's Greg Vanny uh, after the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a missed opportunity, especially in a, a series of games where we're not having many home games. So this is this is an important game. Obviously, it's a, uh, it's a team that, um, to be fair to them, they played a, a nice game the other night and... You know they were difficult to break down once we gave them the the lead in the first half. But uh, it's a it's a home game and it's something we should be getting three points out of these games. And I felt like just the the intensity in the first half was just way too was way too low. It was too easy for the opposition. Uh, too many sideways pat, passes, back passes. Everything took too long. The intensity to win balls and recover balls, first up balls, second balls. Their goal comes off of a second ball that that. You know, we don't impose ourselves in the challenge, and they get to play the next ball forward through our lines, and it ends up in the back of our net. So it just for us being at home and this being such an important start, the intensity level at the beginning was just it was too didn't have enough urgency, right? And and it was like we wanted to play this beautiful passing soccer, but we needed to go impose ourselves on the opposition and set the tone and tempo of the game, and and uh, we certainly didn't do that in the first half. I thought. It all right, there's a, we'll, we'll cut Greg off there because he'll go on for a while. He doesn't impose. He d- They yeah. don't impose themselves. I tweeted this out today. The LA Galaxy are not hard to play against. And somebody said, well, I think if you talk to the teams that we beat that they would say something. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, you beat those teams. Yeah, yeah. Ask the Houston Dynamo if the Galaxy were difficult to play against last night. They were not. Yeah. They were not. Yeah, there's a... There's a, a a pretty blue joke out there that uh, if my if my aunt had something she'd be my uncle so yes you know yeah so of course yeah, broken clock is is right uh, two times a day but what I like most about what Vanny says he basically confirmed what we we're saying at at show open and I think we've beat this Houston draw into the ground but basically they tried to play this beautiful passing soccer and they didn't have it on the night so you're right he wanted to impose but that was it they were trying to get make these cute passes and and you know do these one touch dinks and dunks and it just it wasn't working like keep you just be direct make go, it happen go kick and somebody in the shins the, go yeah. kick somebody in the shins Eric. Go elbow somebody yes. yeah go, yeah go, go where, where chicha got that cleat mark that is the absolute worst place to get a cleat so that so on That's that. where you want to step on somebody, right below the shin guard, above the cleat. Yes. Just no protection, just pure sock to skin. That is the worst place to get a cleat mark. All right. Um, that's where we sit. Uh, on the goal, by the way, uh, certainly uh, Sega and Steras at uh, at fault in that one. Um, I'll say that uh, if you want the scouting report on Sega Kulabala, just run off his back shoulder. That's all you have to do. Just run off his back shoulder. If he can't see you, he doesn't know you're there. Run off his back shoulder all day long, and Houston was doing that and running in that position all day long. That being said, Sega actually, in terms of rankings, and if you looked on FOTMOB, he actually had um, you know, an okay game. Uh, not great, yeah, not horrible, but okay. The defense actually played okay outside of that goal. I know everybody's <laughs> going to be like, come on, they gave up a goal. It's like, yes, they gave up one goal. Remember, this is a team that gives up three and four yeah. goals. They gave up one. 
I think that's our next shirt. World's okayest defense. <laughs> I think that's going to, yeah. So uh, what, 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 what I think the scouting report for me on Sega, and I think you mentioned going over the back shoulder to me, he's not a, whenever anyone gets him one-on-one, like he's toast. I, th- I don't think he has the, the foot speed. Someone like Araujo, if they're one-on-one, you like Araujo's chances that he's going to come away with that ball. But if someone, you know, has a one-on-one opportunity or they're, they're, they can get in behind Sega or they just need to run past one player, then they're most likely going to get by him. To me, that's that's his biggest weakness. All right, let's get to the Wikipedia guessing game here. Uh, we will show you and I will narrate what I'm about to show you, and then it's your job to guess who this player is. Um, if you're in the chat room and you guess, and you're the first one to guess correctly, uh, you will win. Um, I'll send you something from the thing. You'll just have to message me and send me an email. If you're listening on the podcast, go ahead and send in your guesses and I will take those and randomize them and whenever it goes in, because literally you could just wait a little bit and get the answer, but I'm still going to do that for the podcast <laughs> people as well. I, I like you. It's okay. Game the system. Game well, the I system. like someone to throw in, throw in a wrong guess and yes. then Josh will say, you know what? This person... They did it honestly. They, yeah. they didn't wait for the answer. They said it, and you, you still might be considered. That's so right. That's a good I'm idea. Throw that out I'm, I'm going to give it yeah. a run. But now you said that people were going to guess wrong in order to do it. Um, all right. So here's our 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 game. Uh, I think the big one for this uh, that sort of tees it off. I know of two players uh, off the top of my head, and I did not research it any further than that. Uh, that have played uh, their college soccer at San Diego State. Um, we have a Ventura County Fusion sighting. I know a couple players that have played them throughout the LA Galaxy. Um, so you got Ventura County Fusion, Seattle Sounders, uh, the Wilmington Hammerheads. That one doesn't show up all the time. LA Galaxy 2 and LA Galaxy. Uh, been on the LA Galaxy since 2016. You'd have to go back to 2008 and 2011 to find the San Diego State Aztecs. Who is this player uh, that we are speaking about? 2008 to 2011, the Aztecs. Then you get into their senior career. 2011 to 2012 was the Ventura County Fusion. Uh, Seattle Sounders in 2012. 2013, Wilmington Hammerheads. And Feel the Berm. Did, did Feel the Berm always win these, it feels like? Uh, Feel the Berm guesses Steris. Dan yeah, Steris. Yeah, Irvin also chimed in a little bit after, but just, yeah. Just yeah, there. I think the... Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Now the stairs now, are starting now, to roll. Well, in. now yeah. everybody saw it, so they're just going to write stairs <laughs> in there as well. well so. Remember, we're on a little bit of a delay here. We we're are. a little bit ahead, but the the San Diego State. I remember uh, when Joe Corona was with the LA Galaxy, and him mentioning uh, that him and Daniel Stairs, you know, fellow Aztecs, and so that was a topic of conversation. Uh, Ventura County Fusion. I know there's been some connection there. I, I think Nick DePew yes, was a player who came from there, but then that doesn't line up with when this player joined the Galaxy in 2016. I think the Seattle uh, Sounders thing so like sort of can throw people off too. I don't know if there was a, the, a, a, a whole deal. Like that's a whole thing. And then LA Galaxy too. That's what made you pause. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, wait a minute. Let me, let me take a look. So Dan Starris, I threw that in there because everybody loves to hate him. Um, and so I'm just, I'm no, just trolling. I'm trolling now. Now I'm trolling people. I don't care. It's fine. No, we love I, Dan. I called uh, on, on, uh, on Galaxy Reddit. Um, I called Dan Starris a nuclear cockroach. Right. And I meant that. And I meant that in a very, that's a, that's, that's a skill. That's a skill. Right. It's, is is yeah. that basically no matter how many, how many coaches have tried to kill off Dan Starris. Right. And he just keeps coming back, baby. He can survive the nuclear blast. He can do all that. Everybody's yelling at him. Everybody's trying to say, no, he's no, he's done. That's it. This, and yeah. he just keeps coming back and coming back and was the <laughs> best player, best defender on the field last against Colorado made team of the week and blah, 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 all this stuff. You can't kill him. He'll just keep coming back. Um, I don't know how yeah. long that's going to last me keep saying that, but it's, we're, we're, we're getting closer to the end than we are to the beginning. Yeah. Of that. 
I, I think the panda likes saying this, and I think Larry is on board also. But like, um, you know, if we just stuck with Dan Romney and and oh, yeah, and, Dave, uh, Dave Romney, Dave, Ro- Dave Romney, yeah, see, that's why they're not on the team because you mix them up. Yeah. Dave Romney and Dan Snare, Stairs, Snares. Now I can't speak. Uh, so Dave Romney and Daniel Stairs, we might have been all right, but we were, had our hopes in maybe uh, Pipo Gonzalez and Diego Polenta. We thought that was going to be the pairing. Uh, Derek Sianni. Williams and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Derek Williams, Sega Kulabali. Well, now now we have our center back pairings, and Daniel Stairs just still hanging around and and still manages to be there, and we still end up being on on good in good shape. So credit to him. Like we said, that's best avail- best ability best ability is availability, right? That I messed that up. Yes. So he's well, always no, available. You got it. He's yes. always kind of sneaking in there. So yes. uh, you know, credit to him for always being in the mix. All right, uh, let's get to you. We said we were going to talk a little bit about some data and also on LA Galaxy Reddit, somebody posted this. So I went and looked it up and pulled it up. Now, if you're looking at your screens, there's a lot of numbers and a lot of things. But what we want to look at is goals plus assists per 90 minutes and where the LA Galaxy players line up for that. And this may help you in your decision of making your best 11 that we're going to talk about here just in a second. Uh, The leader in goals plus assists per 90, and this is not expected goals plus assists. This is actual goals plus assists per 90. We will, I can give you some expected in there as well. But um, if you look at Javier Chicharito Hernandez, he leads the team, obviously 11 goals. I think he also has an assist. So he basically is averaging uh, 1.07 goals and assists per game. That's a huge number. Anything you get over one is a, yeah. is a giant one. Um, second on the team, Jovalich, 0.9. That's huge. I mean, you cannot discount that. So th- keep that in mind for your best. Victor Vasquez is third. So everybody who wants to bury Victor Vasquez, he has been integral to scoring goals and assisting for the LA Galaxy this year. That shouldn't surprise you. Revelison with all the goals he scored, playing the central defensive midfielder at 0.4. Uh, Leggett at 0.37. Uh, so again, you want, everybody wants to throw special legend under the bus saying he's not contributing. He is contributing. Um, yeah. and, and this tells you that he's in that top portion of the LA galaxy in terms of goals and assists and what he's providing. So, um, you know, I don't know what, quite honestly, I think this helps a little bit to look at it. F Ryan Alvarez, we just yelled at him. He's near that top as well. Sasha Kleshin comes in there. Kevin Cabral, um, still 0.31 goals per, plus assists per 90. Not great. Uh, by the way, if you go to Kevin Cabral and you look at his, um, expected, uh, his expected is 0.5. So he is no surprise. He's underperforming. Um, and, and sort of where he's going. You look at Chicharito, he's at point, point 0.86 on expected, right? So 1.07 to point 0.86. Um, that's where you can look at that and say, okay, he's overperforming. Guess what? Good players overperform, bad players underperform. Kevin Cabral is underperforming his expected and sort of where it looks. These are the things that you need to keep in mind. I want to point out something to you, though. A guy who makes a starting lineup an awful lot of time but is injured a lot of the time as well is one of the worst goals and assists per 90s, and the defenders have him beat in a lot of these. Jonathan Dos Santos is one of those guys. Um, and so Jonathan does Santos, is that surprising though? Uh, no, given how the conversation we were just having about him having a pretty rough season and, and not being able to contribute. And in addition to him being out quite a bit, I, I don't, that doesn't surprise me based on what our eyeballs have shown us this season. Yeah, it doesn't. But it, again, this sort of, uh, toes you. So now we have that information. We're locked in with that information. Do you want to, do you want to start with your, uh, your best 11, Eric, or do you want to, yeah, my, yeah, my, uh, my, my best 11 is of the people. So I, I think I'll go with it. Cause after yesterday, I think this is, 
you know, gave us some ideas on what can be the best 11. And to me, this is the best 11 you can put out. I think obviously Jonathan Bond is who you have as your number one uh, in the back there. Uh, in the back, I like what Villafania brings, so I'd, I'd put him out there on the left. And then with Nico Hamalainen, you know, as that option, that floater coming in off the bench. Then Williams and Stairs, to me, I've enjoyed that pairing uh, the best. I think Sega has shown to be a little bit more of a liability in recent games. And then obviously Araujo outright, that's the lock of all locks. If you're going to put a starting lineup, that's the easiest pick anyone is ever going to do it there. Um, in the in the midfield, this is where it gets a little bit spicy. I have Legette and Ravellison in the middle uh, with Legette occupying more of that 10 spot or maybe that uh you know third striker kind of pulled back that false nine type of player you know kind of trailing behind the forwards that's where i would like to see him play where he would be most effective that's where he's very effective with the national team and then revelison kind of playing that six and breaking things up and uh distributing and then getting forward when necessary and then i i like our our league our league two guys i think cabral and grancer on the outside uh with their speed and with their skill, I think they can create a lot of havoc out there. And then I want to see Jovalich and Chicharito together. Chicharito this season has been on an island quite a bit. Uh, they've been able to feed him and been able to get him a lot of opportunities, and that's why he has the goals that he has. But getting him a partner up there I think is crucial, and I think Jovalich showed that he wants to play with him. I started, he showed that he can play well with him. And then when you talk about goals per 90, you want to maximize it. So uh, to me... Sure, you can put, start Chicharito and say, well, well, we'll have this this great player, Jovalich, that we can bring off the bench. But then you're getting 60 minutes of Chicharito and then 30 minutes of Jovalich. But why not maximize it? To me, it's it's simple math. Give them as many minutes, combined minutes as possible. Jovalich and Chicharito, put them out there for a combined 70 minutes. And then if you need Ethan Zubak to come in and, and clean up the scraps and kind of get those vulture minutes at the end, you, you've had 60 or 70 minutes to put balls in the back of the net. And so did, to did me, you, I think that's your, that's your best 11. Did you just say in order to go to the bench, you're going to pull Ethan Zubak off the bench in order to fill in whenever you've exhausted your two strikers? Well, you're, you're up 2-3-0 at that point. Is, is that what, so, what so if you're you not? Down. What if you're not? Then, then, you, then, you, <laughs> then you're, you're in trouble. You, you play to win. You play to win the game, you Joshua. Play, you, well, I don't, I don't know if you do. <laughs> not if you, not, see, this is, and this is the only problem I have with this, is that I get this. And in a... In a second half, certainly against Houston, when you need a goal, this seems like something that you should absolutely try to fit yourself into and go for this. I understand why people want to see this, and I get it, but Greg Vanny is going to look at where he can go, and where you go from this is you go from strength, which you have on the field, to 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 not strength the wheels falling the, off but, yeah. and, and you have to you have to rely on somebody like Zubak coming in listen you can do other things you can move things around but you're not going to be yeah. able to transition into this best thing and yeah, so you, you, yeah so my my rebuttal to you is you can shift Cabral up front bring Vasquez in Vasquez was the hardest one I had leaving off off this lineup right because I like what he brings but I think him coming off the bench late and creating passes if you need someone to create at the end Vasquez is definitely a type of guy that you could bring in and then shift Cabral up top yeah um it's it, I, I I kind of agree by the way uh Roger says uh no Koulibaly in the back line are you are you elevating Dan Starez over Sega Koulibaly yeah. I I am, but it's 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 a coin flip. Catch catch me on a different day, and I might say Koulibaly. But right now, 
I think Kulabale has shown to be a little bit of a liability. So I have I have stairs ahead of him right now. But you know, maybe after this Minnesota game, something happens and I have Sega back in, back in the lineup. And or or maybe Williams does something uh, unimpressive and and finds his way the, the other direction. I think those those three CBs, no one's taken a stranglehold of that spot this season, unfortunately. No, yeah, and and I think certainly uh, Sega has proven to be a little bit of a liability in in recent times. All right, let's go to to Josh's then. Um, I will go back and sort of a four two three one, and you know this morphs into all so many different things that you can do, and certainly. Certainly, um, I think that there's uh, ability in this lineup, at least to have some flexibility in it. And certainly people coming off the bench, there is a chance to get it. And this is more of what we've seen so far with Via Fania. And listen, I I think Nico Hamalainen is a better outside left back in some instances than what Viafania does. Viafania plays defense though, and I can I can live with the defensive side and bring Hamelinen in off the bench. That to me makes a whole bunch of sense because he has speed, he's versatile, he should be able to go. Um and so, you know, I like the change of pace that you're able to bring in with Hamelinen coming off a bench, you know, than maybe uh, anything else and trying to, you know, tire him out over 90. Maybe that doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. Maybe eventually you sit there and say, "Listen, these guys are going to rotate throughout the whole thing." Here's the other thing that I'm argue about the best 11 for this LA Galaxy down the stretch is and I think this is cheating and that's why I'm going to do it um, is that the Galaxy have back-to-back games throughout the rest of this season there are 10 games and there are not a whole bunch of breaks between them you're not going to be able to play everybody together you're going to need to be able to bring people in off the bench and so for me Chicharito can't go 90 minutes for every game if you're playing three games in a week so that means that Jovalich is going to have to go that means Jovalich can't go three games you know at 90 minutes up top as well so I think there's an ability to switch into what Eric you had with the 442 um and I I like that but I'm telling you that I think Vanny will be more practical in how he starts and so for in my mind if I'm going to be practical and want the most flexibility to me this gives me a lot of flexibility I have Viafania Williams Steris and Rajo again Koulibaly sort of making me angry right now so I'm he's he's yeah. not in my starting uh <laughs> he's in the doghouse yeah Revelison and Legette it could be Revelison and Vasquez but it certainly is not Revelison and Jonathan Dos Santos and I think that that's obvious and clear right now uh you have Cabral on the left hand side Vasquez sort of in the middle and you know listen could legit go up and play in that in that spot and vasquez come back sure i have no problems with that do whatever you want those guys can switch however and, they want they're smart enough to, and, to do that and even revelison has shown that he he can he's, go forward. He's a heck yeah. of an attacking player as well you have that triangle you know we saw it a little bit with uh corona legit dos santos when they were on it a couple of years ago that was a nice little triangle they all kind of went forward and tracked back at different times and i think these three that you have could absolutely that could be a, a Bermuda Triangle that's spinning there in the middle uh, and, and would be happy with that. And then Grant Sir outright and then Chicharito. I think you have to start Chicharito. I think he starts, you know, yeah, every that's game. A no-brainer. That's uh, the other lock. Yeah. If, if he's well, healthy. And, and if he's healthy and listen, I expect there's going to be a rotation. I do expect that he won't start every game, but I think you should try to get him to start as many games as you can. Jovalich can come in. Then Eric, I have no problems with you need a goal. Let's go to the four, four, two. That's fine. You know, or Hey, you're up by a couple goals. Stay in the same formation and sub Jovalich in for the last 45 minutes, let him sort of do the, the hard work that Chicharito doesn't need to do yeah. all the time um, and, 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 and give some rest. Put your defender in there, yeah. I, I think... I think bring your third def- third center back in there, sub Chicharito off if you're up. I think that's a way to do it. I, I think that whenever we look at best 11s, we always you always want to put, quote-unquote, the best 
um, players on there. And I get that. And I would, I would just caution you with that. That's why yours is cheating. It it is. Um, (laughs) you said best 11. I gave you the best. Well, and, and I just, I I would just say, where do you go from those? Right. Which is fair. And, and I get that from Greg Van, because that's how Greg Vanny's going to look at it. Right. Because all, what I don't want is everybody to be upset and be like, why isn't the four, four, two being played every single game? He's not going to play the four, four, you know, everybody, I think, I think Pam in the chat room, um, by the way, she was angry. She said she got it first. She got Stara's first and that, you know, it, my screen is the one that counts over here. I was, I saw her. She took a photo of it and everything. She was right on her screen. She was definitely first, not on my screen though. So um, I checked it. But Pam said, you know, do you start Jovalich and Chicharito up together in Minnesota? And I saw the chat room being like, absolutely, that's what should happen. I'm like, absolutely not, not on the road, not after the, well, not after, uh, not the third game of three. That can't happen in my mind. I think you almost go back to what you did at Colorado with the five in the back or the three in the back, however you look at it, that might be how you want to go and steal the points there. Um, so, so I like the idea of doing that to the, the, my one concern when we talk about best 11s, um, we saw the midfield yesterday that was shaky. They didn't have the chemistry. They weren't playing well together. My concern is whatever your best 11 is, they, I understand you can't start them in back to back three games in a row, but Vanny needs to decide what that best 11 is and start getting them reps. Yes. Because if they're not getting reps together and playing well, you need, you want to see a best 11 playing all together at some point. And I, I don't think we've seen it yet. I, I, so I, if we're going to go into the postseason, peak at the right time, you want to start seeing the, these best 11s show up. And so that way, when the playoffs come, you're able to put that maximum lineup out there and maximize the points that you need. Because I, I haven't seen... Uh, a best 11 that's gelled and looked great. You know, I know we, we, we can point out which games have been the galaxy's best games, but I, I haven't seen that all-star performance no. uh, this season yet. I haven't seen the, the, the signature LA galaxy game that we've been waiting for. No. Um, and, and which could be a good sign. I, I think it's coming. I think it's interesting. What if we asked the question about lineups like this? You have to win one game. You're a playoff team. You have to win one game. What's your starting lineup for that one game? Um, and I still will tell you that I don't know that I put the two <laughs> so up like top, yours. right? Okay. Right. Like even listen, okay. give yourself an out. Yeah. You, you, I'm putting it all out there. You are. That's, that's the type of guy I am. You, I'm just going to, that's right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to know where, where in 60 minutes, you'll know what the result of the game will be. Best 11. Those, that, that was good. No, that's <laughs> not the secret word either. Do we get a prize if we make it all the way through? I, by this time I expected everybody to already have it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Yeah, we. I mean, it's. I, we notice when we're saying it every single time. <laughs> I, I. I have to feel that you guys. I mean, and I'm, we're, we're probably like I'm fifty or sixty. Yeah, it I know, yeah, fifty I'm, or sixty <laughs> times. But it's just. It's not the word everyone expected. I, I can guarantee you that. No, I don't think it is. I think they were. Oh, yeah. they're over here. All right. So. Um, Let's go to uh, sort of closing up some of this stuff and obviously the weekly schedule. Uh, it's Thursday. They train this morning. They will do a walk through Friday morning, basically training in the AM. They will leave for Minnesota on uh, on the afternoon, fly to Minnesota. And then the game is at 5 p.m. at Allianz Field. Uh, this game against Minnesota, we've talked about it. The Galaxy have never lost to Minnesota ever. Um so it's an interesting one from that sort of standpoint. Let's get to the schedule of what's coming up here just one more time um, because I like to torture everybody. Uh, Minnesota away uh, coming up on Saturday, uh, and then you're going to have uh, Austin away. Uh, LAFC went there and scraped out a win. Um, yeah, they got, also got win. they got a pretty easy penalty kick in, the, in that one as well. Yeah. So, um, But Austin is not a good team, but it's a difficult place to play. 
Galaxy need to look to pick up points at Minnesota, pick up points at Austin. I mean, listen, I'm not going to be upset if they continue to draw all these games. I honestly think that that moves them in a certain position, (laughs) moves them in the direction. Well, last week before the month, tech, I, it was either the beginning. Of, yeah, it was before they played their first game in September. And we gave a prediction. Uh-oh, somebody guessed the <laughs> word. Has somebody has it. Eduardo, you need to send me an email. Cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com. You, sir, have guessed the word correctly. It is expected. That was the first time I've seen it. Yeah. Um, somebody was close, by the way. They're like, so, I th- I've been hearing been expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe it was Eduardo. But somebody's like, I've been he- expected is starting to be a little bit curious. And I'm like, oh, is it? Is it being? It is. There it is. So uh, expected is, nice is, work, is there. Good job, Eduardo. Congratulations. Thank you. It for, is what he expected. That That is uh, that is the first, first very secret word game that has ever been won here on uh, Corner of the Galaxy. So uh, congratulations, Eduardo. I'm going to make a plaque in this room, I won't. Um, and I'm gonna put your name on it. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and it's you're gonna be the top name right there. And every time I record, I'm not gonna do any of that. Your name will be right at the top. So thank you, sir, for for playing. Send me an email. Uh, I'll send you something nice. Anyway, uh, get through this. Nice. But uh, what were you saying, Eric? Sorry, I didn't mean to. I was saying if they drew all the way through when we were planning, we said you know if they got six points for the month, maybe that wouldn't be terrible. So if they draw all these games, that's five points. It's not awful. It keeps them on pace. Maybe they fall out of that top four spot. I think the top three have run away with it, uh, but the bottom five to seven aren't. They're not within the galaxy's range either. So if they can keep five points over the stretch, I, I, I think they still maintain that number four spot. That's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be devastating. So let's tie 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 our way through September. <laughs> Just, I, I don't think that'd be awful. <laughs> uh, it, it absolutely is. Uh, it, it's one of those but, one of those fun and, things. And I will say. And if, if you lose in Minnesota and lose in Austin, but win that Real Salt Lake, you still end up with five points. So maybe you end up with those points anyway. It's just in an unexpected way. <laughs> oh, man. People will lose it. They'll, they will yeah. go nuts. Uh, if we look into October and September as well, uh, three home games in October, which is good. Three of five played at home in October. That's good. Uh, but you're against LAFC. You're against Portland, um, which should be a winnable game. You're against Dallas, which should be a winnable game. You're away to Houston. Maybe a winnable game. Um, maybe not. The Galaxy don't win in Houston. That's that doesn't happen. Uh, Kansas City, huge game. That is going to be super tough. Imagine the LA Galaxy are still fighting for that fourth spot and that they're going to go to Kansas City uh, with just uh, three games left and uh, trying to get a result from that game. That'll be a super interesting one. So, um, And the, the other wrinkle there is depending on the top of the standings, Kansas City may be trying to fight for a first round buy. And so that's why that game gets real. That's a real nasty one too. Same with Seattle, which immediately follows that uh, that SKC game. Uh, I'm going to tell you something very, very, very outside the box here, and um, I'll probably end up being wrong. Uh, New England absolutely running away with the supporter <laughs> shield. They are, they are support. No, I'm going to get to my controversial view here in a second. Okay, I was absolutely. Say, well, that's not a hot take. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> absolutely running away with the supporter shield. Bruce Arena, they're averaging 2.2 points per game on pace to be the best record ever in Major League Soccer history. Of course, they haven't played any Western Conference teams. So I'm going to tell you my hot take is they are the second best team in the Eastern Conference. Nashville is the best team. Wow. Uh, I'm telling you, Nashville. But, it's bold. Hey, has New England like be- it. has New England beaten Nashville? The answer is no. Has Nashville beaten New England? The answer is yes. 
Uh, Eduardo, by the way, gave us a ten dollars super chat for the plaque that <laughs> I'm that. not going to put up in the office for the plaque Pay going for up. Your in own the plaque. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we roll around here. <laughs> that I was all I can think of is uh, is Top Gun is and uh, I heard the plaque for the alternates is in the ladies' room. Anyway, that's just no, no. There's two O's and Goose Boys. I'll be here all night if we keep yeah. this up. Uh, Fifty-five points, New England. Uh, Forty-one points, Nashville. Uh, Nashville. I bet Nashville ends up in the in the in the Eastern Conference uh, as the Eastern Conference's MLS Cup um, one. That's guaranteed. That's I'm telling like you right it. now. Nashville. That's the lock. That's the Stone Cold. Go go bet it. Um, Nashville's a lot of fun. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. No? I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, okay. I, I can get on board Nashville being that kind of undercover team. And there's something, you know, I don't like Boston. I don't like New England. I would love to see them, you know, win the supporter shield and then completely flub it uh, when, when it matters most. That would make me happy. Feel bad for Bruce. But at the same time, you know, you're in New England. I don't like you. Moving on. They're, they're, they're Nashville's, Nashville's my, my team in the Eastern Conference. I'm telling you, they're going. Uh, in the Western Conference. Hey, did you realize that Sporting Kansas City took over the first place in the Western Conference? I didn't I didn't notice that until this I did, morning. With the shellacking of, 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 of Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, four to nothing. Yeah. Uh, one of the best uses of the video board probably in history um, <laughs> is is the uh, Sporting Kansas City video board operator putting up, we apologize, we ran out of fireworks because we've scored too many goals. Thank you for... Uh, you uh, oh, direct so all good. all issues to <laughs> at uh, SKC. You know it was great. Um, it was it was a lot of fun uh, to sort of see that. But they smacked Minnesota. I guess that's bad for the LA Galaxy because this game was over I, relatively early. I have to imagine Minnesota just sort of like tucked in and said, "Okay, I won't. I won't. I'm not going to run that hard for the rest of this game." And also looking at the lineup that they put up against Sporting Kansas City, and and it's weird because that was a home game for Minnesota, no, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was SKC. Was it was home. Yeah. SKC, you're right. Okay. You just said the, the board. Yeah. So, But it looked like Minnesota threw out, uh, threw out their lineup to the Wolves. Speaking of best 11, this was not Minnesota's best 11 that they put out there, uh, you know, with Robin Laud being a player who they, you know, who's who they're big on. And uh, Reynoso is another one, Emmanuel Reynoso. They weren't in the lineup or not in the starting lineup. So it seems like they put out their secondary lineup and hoped for the best. And obviously it didn't turn out. So this the S- the Minnesota team that got spanked by SKC, that's not who the Galaxy are going to go up and play. You're, you're going to get a different team who may be a little bit upset of, about what happened, and you're going to get better players on the field to go against. So expect a tough a tough road match in Minnesota. You mean they rotated players? I thought the Galaxy were the only team that rotated players. <laughs> I didn't. I know what he told me. Good I didn't point. know. I didn't. Fair know. enough. Uh, Supporter Shield standings. The LA Galaxy actually moved up one spot. They were in seventh. They're in sixth now. Um, they basically tied and overtook Orlando. I don't know how that happened. It was probably, oh, it's on wins. I think wins is the first tiebreaker. Galaxy have 11. Orlando has 10, but the Galaxy are in sixth right now. New England in first. Sporting Kansas City in second. Seattle in third. Colorado in fourth. Fifth is Nashville. Um, And then you have the LA Galaxy in sixth. Uh, I always do the top 14 because there's 27 teams, so that means it gets me more than half of the the line. Atlanta just made an appearance above that halfway line after uh, catching fire. Guess what? You get Joseph Martinez back and all of a sudden you know you're you're ready to rock and roll a little bit lafc yeah, lafc <laughs> also popping into that discussion as well at 33 points so um there's a lot to fight for uh in the western conference certainly and in the eastern conference um but i will tell you once again the best teams are in the western conference so uh for me right now if i'm guessing mls cup is won by a western conference team i think sporting kansas city may be that team this year although I'll say that I would fear going against Seattle more than I would against Sporting Kansas City. To me, Seattle still has it, and I imagine that they're going to get back to where they need to be 
uh, here relatively yeah. shortly. And Colorado stumbled as well. I mean, Colorado is not perfect. Uh, they drew with the Galaxy at home, and I think they drew with uh, San Jose uh, in a wild... I think that was what the San Jose game was the wild game, um, uh, one of the wild games uh, yeah. in this one. So, but, yeah. But Colorado also has a couple games in hand uh, to catch up to where Kansas City is right now, too. So that's also something to consider that with, with a couple wins, Colorado could re, be right back up top where they were once they made up some of those wins before. Yeah, uh, Seattle Seattle is going to be a, a tough team. 23 games played for Seattle, by the way. 24 for the also, Galaxy, yeah. 25 mm-hmm. for Sporting Kansas City. They're ones that have 25, so they have the most points. That's why the 1.84, if you look at it, um, in the Western Conference, uh, it is uh, Seattle who still has the points per game edge, 1.96 yeah. on that. So yeah, I mean, it'll all shake out here relatively soon. So Seattle, for me, is is that team that's probably the... I don't know. I feel like, listen, Peter Vermees always does really well. He'll do really well. He'll get them to where they need to be. Uh, Sporting Kansas City is going to be a very, very different, difficult uh, game to play for the Galaxy, and it's towards the end of the, the season. Yeah. Um, so that's always going to make it even ratch up everything a yeah. little bit more. You want to talk about this Minnesota game? Because we've been sort of <laughs> I, dancing yeah. around it for, for most of the time. All right. Uh, the yeah, LA, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were like wanted me to like take the lead. No, I was like, wow, I, let, Josh, let me, let me letting do, someone else have an opportunity to speak on that would, the show. That would this is incredible. Happen. That would never. No, go happen. ahead. No, uh, <laughs> the LA Galaxy take on uh, Minnesota United coming up Saturday, September eighteenth. It's a five p.m. kickoff. Actually, five oh eight p.m. kickoff is the exact time. Spectrum Sportsnet is where you can find this at Allianz Field. Uh, the LA Galaxy eleven eight and five thirty eight points. Minnesota eight eight and seven thirty one points. Uh, if you look at Minnesota's home record, they've had twenty points at home. The Galaxy have twenty three points at home. So. You can sort of see how that goes. Uh, Minnesota has not been good on the road. No surprise there. And in the last five games, the Galaxy have had three points, Eric. Uh, Minnesota has had five points. So neither of these teams setting the world on fire in their last five games. Galaxy winless in their last five, undefeated in their last three, though. You know, hey, yeah, spin that. Yeah, that's how you, if you want to spin it, that's how it's done. And Minnesota is on a two-game losing streak. Uh, their last loss, of course, 4 nothing uh, to Sporting Kansas City over the weekend, or over the midweek. That was the midweek game yeah. on Wednesday, just yesterday. Uh, I was watching that game before the Galaxy game started. So um, travel, player rotation, injuries, there's all these things that are sort of coming in. I think the Galaxy got pretty much unscathed in the game. Yeah. So outside of Williams and outside of Bond, I don't expect either of them back for this game. Uh, just too short of a turnaround. And as far as I'm concerned, they don't want to put them on the road yet. They'll probably go to, to Austin. There's a little bit more time in that. Um, but this is, I mean, you know, Patrick in our chat room has said it so many times that the playoffs have already started, right? And I, I, I agree in a lot of sense. And so you have to sort of have that mentality in mind is that you're going to get these points to be in the playoff. You talk about not peaking too soon, Eric. The Galaxy need to peak. They need to peak. Peaking now would be yeah, would be just fine yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agree. I, I, I think... I, I I would go against that the playoffs have already started because I think a lot a lot can happen between now and the beginning of the playoffs. But but absolutely but you can you can do enough to shoot yourself in the foot to put yourself in a bad scenario where you um you know we talked about end of the season where maybe you need a, a draw you need to eke out a draw because you can stay above that home playoff line but you're playing against a, a Kansas City or Seattle who needs that that first round by so then you know you put yourself in a bad situation when you could have gotten three points at home against Houston or gotten some points against Austin those points could have could have been very valuable later in the season so I, I understand I understand the sentiment but then you then you get back into well then the regular season is the playoffs because all the points matter the yeah. point the points in March are worth just as much as the po- points in October I mean, but but I understand the the pressure is 
is kicked on now. And, and you definitely want to see the team start to gel, start to see that chemistry, start flowing. We haven't seen it yet. So I, I, I like, you know, I'll be a homer in the in the regard that I think we're we're still yet to see the Galaxy's best game this season. And, yeah. and we will see it later on. The commercial underground has your new uh your your new t shirt. Uh don't peek too late. Don't peek too late. You, don't peek too soon. Don't don't peek too late. <laughs> don't you know? peek too late. Yeah. Just peek. Just peek. You you it's Just time. Peek it. It's 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 time <laughs> it's time to peek. By the way, people are gonna guess that peek is the secret word. No, we already said what the secret oh, word was. It, next it was week. good. It was good. I somebody I would really like to go through and actually like like ding all the times we said it because I know we said it a whole bunch. Um <laughs> anyway, that's where we said. So uh you talked about um, you know, Robin Laud, certainly one of their better yeah. players. Reynoso, one of their better players. I mean, Tyler Miller has seven shutouts this year as well. I mean, it's not he you know, they don't have the best record, but he has seven shutouts. That's not a horrible, you know, way to sort of, you know, look at Minnesota. They're playing at home. They're a better team at home. I said last time that I didn't think the Galaxy would go in there and they went in there in the last, by the way, the last time, you know, the LA Galaxy won a game. Oh, hey, what do you know? It was against Minnesota. Um, <laughs> Minnesota. Since then, yeah. Yeah, since then, uh, one nothing on the road. And so you want to see, it has to be a... Um, it, it has to be a similar effort. You have to go in, you have to get the goal, and then you're going to have to fight for, you know, to sort of defend and, and hold that off. A Another shutout would be huge because I think we would see that the Galaxy are making progress on defense. I know people don't want to believe it, but this is a team that gave up a whole bunch of goals and they've only given up one goal in their back last two games. There's something... One goal per game. Yeah, one yeah, one, yeah, one goal per game yeah. in, in each of those. There's something there. It feels like maybe they're moving and if if you can tell me that the galaxy are only going to give up one goal for the rest of the season for these next 10, I mean, I, you might <laughs> take my money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. it's, it's getting there something. So, so we can, yeah. we can look at that and, and say that that's the types of performances that you're going to need and being on the road lends itself to that as well. And you talked about a five man back line. Maybe it's something that the LA galaxy think about doing again, because yeah. defense first is going to be a thought process here on the road. And if you remember that game against Minnesota, that was the the Jonathan Klinsman show when it, when he got the start and he was on fire in that game. Minnesota had a lot of chances uh, and they put a lot of shots on target. It's just Jonathan Klinsman was on it that night. So if they get a better defensive performance, then, you know, Klinsman or, you know, like you said, you don't expect Bond to be there, but their goalkeeper shouldn't be as busy if they put in a better defensive performance. And then, you know, now you have Jovalich who you didn't have. At, at, I don't think he was... Was he there for the the last Minnesota game? Who or was he after that? Who Jovalich? Jovalich. Uh, he was. I think he was there. No, was he? He might have been. He might have yeah. been there. Yeah, I think he we'll was. Fact there. check yeah. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Was he expected to be there? Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I I can I can see this. You know where the strategy is to steal a point, but I just the way the Galaxy are playing right now, you go with what I've been seeing, and I I'm not seeing, uh, I'm not seeing that that magical that thing clicking. You know, maybe they can steal a point, but. I, I, I see. I see Minnesota coming in upset that they just lost. They're at home. They know they lost the last time at home, and they're just. I just. I have a bad feeling about it. Houston won one game in their last eighteen. All right, and they're starting to turn it around. I mean, they played well against Austin. They played well against the Galaxy. Any team can start to click and start to put things together. The LA Galaxy need to start to click and start to put things together. They need to find that balance somewhere between playing beautiful passing soccer, as Greg Vanny says, and you know sticking their cleats into somebody's ankle. There has to be something. Um, there has to be something going on with the galaxy. There has to be that recognition of, of energy, right? And, and they were lacking energy. They were lacking that decisiveness. They didn't look like they knew where they were supposed to be 
um, in that first half. And that was in the more comfortable lineup. They went to a four, four, two and, you know, and they put some other players on the field. I think, you know, Sebastian Legette certainly helped settle that down as well. Um, all those things matter. All of these things matter building up. There has to be a confidence going into the playoffs. If you know, Bruce's teams, and I looked at the uh, sort of at the, um, the overall charts and looked at, you know, sort of where the LA galaxy are overall, the galaxy are in a good position. They're in a very familiar position with 38 points through 24 games. They have, you can see teams that have made the playoffs in this exact position. If you go back to 2019, they had one less point at this particular point. Now, you know, lose a game against Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. You can change all those things and they could sort of even out. But the bottom line is these draws are, are bad because you wanted to win at home, but they're progressing things, but you're not getting the confidence and the galaxy can't draw their way into the playoffs. <laughs> if they actually want to do something in the playoffs. Yeah. That's not peaking. Draw, drawing your way into the playoffs is not peaking. And so that that's, that's the tough thing about it. So, uh, yeah, find we'll, something. We'll, we'll see where it ends up. Like find something and, and get that flow going. We'll find see. something. Let Chicha get you all fired up. Let him give you what, you know, I think Greg goes, <laughs> Chicha, go ahead. We got 10 minutes before the, before we have to head well, out there. So it's all yours. Yeah, and where I was going is there's there's a bit of a fine line with this too because you want to preach you want the the team to be patient so you don't want them if you put on the afterburners the Guillermo's Bar Scarlotto you know attack 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 you're going to wear yourself out and you're going to be exposed and and later in the game but at the same time you saw the Galaxy against Houston they'd have an opportunity to counter or to attack and then you know they'd cycle the ball backward and so I understand you want to be patient and not force things but there's also a certain point where you got to attack you got to move forward you can't be too patient and so that that's what i didn't like uh at home against houston on the road i don't know that ch- on the road i can see the strategy pass it back be yeah. patient wait for your moment right and then attack when necessary but at home you, you you can you know throw caution to the wind a little bit more and so that was what i didn't see against houston maybe we'll see it on another home game or if they're feeling spicy uh, i saw some people say spicy might be the word oh. uh, they can try it in minnesota as well yeah um i'm going to tell you a secret about the la galaxy and I've, I've been telling it, but I don't know the people have been listening. So everybody come close here for a second. We're going to end it with this. Um, the LA Galaxy are better countering attacking, counter-attacking team than they are really a possession-based team and building up some of those some of those those long yeah. plays that we've seen. And we've seen that over and over again. That's, that's clear. Look, look at the games they've won. It's the games where they've been out-possessed. And so look at this last game, a game where they had possession and they didn't look good. So you're 100. I'm on the Josh train. I'm on the, the, the counterattack train. So what works better is whenever you're on the road, you can play that counterattacking style, right? That makes sense. So this, this fits into what the galaxy really do want to do. All right. This does fit in. So, uh, the LA Galaxy, I think, are are six zero and two against Minnesota all time. Is that right? Yeah, six zero and two. Um, so they've never lost. They've had two draws. They've had six wins. There may even be a, a playoff win that's not counted in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, saying all of that, the Galaxy have every reason to believe that they can go in there and play the same game that they played against Minnesota before, with maybe a little more defensive acumen there, um, and and come away winners of this game. Uh, there are points to be had on the road. From here on out for the rest yeah. of well, October or there September. There better be. Yeah. 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 There, there better be because that's all that's left is just road games. Oh. But you, you know who you know who doesn't believe? Who? 
538. 538. Well, yeah, yeah, hit me. <laughs> hit me, 538. This it's, 538 it's, it's, has been so wrong lately. It's oh, been so much fun. Go ahead, yes, 538. They, they once again are, are not a fan of the Galaxy. They have Minnesota with a 54% chance to win, mm-hmm. the Galaxy only with a 21% chance yes. to win, and then a 25% chance for a draw. Not the biggest margin. The last few weeks that I've been doing this, the Galaxy have had the biggest margin to lose it. Um, so... They're not the the smallest margin to lose at this time, but but still not great. You know, whenever you start to see, if you ever go to the 538 website, when you see uh, dark orange, that's a bad sign. That's bad sign, yeah. Uh, when when you're not the team that's in dark orange, right, so right. Uh, so uh, not looking good for the LA Galaxy. Same with the you know Bavada. If you're betting on it, they have Minnesota at uh, minus 105, the Galaxy plus 265. So love it. If you're if you're feeling into the Galaxy, love it. Put some money on it. Bet with your heart or a draw. You plus 280. That's, that's where you really make your money. Make put, your money on that. Put your draw. money on a draw. I love yeah. that. That's one a, one that's, draw. That's a good one. Um, I think the Galaxy win this two one. I think that Chicharito scores both of the goals. They get them early and they hold off Minnesota. Uh, where he is, he's fired up. He's ready to go. He's got passion. You heard him at the beginning of the show. He wants it. <laughs> it's time. Unleash, unleash the beast. Chicharito's is out. What's your uh, your score prediction there? I, I'm drawing my way through through September. One one draw. One one draw. I, I, th- I think they get one, but uh, but they also let one in. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Tell people where they can find you. Let's roll. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over, cornerofthegalaxy.com, articles, videos, podcasts, all that fun stuff, cornerofthegalaxy.com. If you're our winners, if you're not our winners, email me. I'll throw you into a random draw. Just make sure you guess our right, uh, our right, what was it, the, the Wikipedia game. That's it. Guess the right person, Dan Stairs, or don't. Type it. Type in downstairs. There you go. That's how it works. All right. Uh, for Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer viewer, I'm Josh Pato. Guess when you've been listening, you've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a wonderful, safe weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.